What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Wednesday. It's time to take a look at my top trade targets for week nine. Fortunately slash unfortunately, among the 12 players we targeted last week, eight of them you can't really buy low on anymore. The rest you can, though. So I'll give a quick update on those four, and then I'll list some new names um, I want to talk about this week, and then a few players I'd be fine trading away. So the four players you can still trade for this week are Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, Chris Olave, and T. Higgins. Um, I would say by far the most frustrating is Tony Pollard. I have him in one of my three leagues. And while I'm still doing really well in that league, I would be 7-1 had he been having even like an okay season for the volume he's been receiving. So I know firsthand how annoyed people are with Tony Pollard. Um, and it's sort of odd because like, Yes, he is playing worse than last season. He absolutely is. His explosive play rate is way down. Like, he's way less efficient. Like, he's just not playing as good. But a huge percentage of why he's not playing well is because Dallas has played in seven games this season, and only one of them has been decided by less than 12 points. Like, most games in the NFL are decided by less than 12 points, unless it's the Dallas Cowboys. Either blow a team out or get blown out. Four of their wins are by at least 20 points. They have a 32-point loss and a 12-point loss. And then their one close game was a three-point win. And that's the thing, right? When it's not a 20-point game this season for Dallas, he's got 121 yards on 26 touches and 110 yards on 21 touches. He also ranks second in red zone carries and carries inside the 10-yard line. Is tied for seventh in carries inside the five. And yet we talk about that every single week. We mentioned he hasn't scored yet since week one. And it's like, when's it going to happen, right? He's sixth in expected points per game on the season. He's still the 10th most feature featured running back over the last month, the last four weeks. And yet he ranks 16th in points per game of the season, 33rd in points per game over the last month. Again, 10th most featured running back in the NFL over the last four weeks on the third best team in terms of running back volume for fantasy. And yet he's 33rd in points per game over that time because it's a blowout every single week and he hasn't been scoring touchdowns. So it's definitely been, you know, tougher than you would expect. And had you known they were scoring so many points, you'd be like, how is he not going off. Um, but I still consider him the number one by low. Again, I don't think he's playing as good as last season. I think Rico Dowdle honestly looks good. And maybe the split should be a little closer than it is. But given how much volume he's getting, and given the fact that they're not going to be in a 20-point blowout every single week, I still think he's the number one by low right now. Um, I also very much would be buying Aaron Jones. Packers have been a dumpster fire this season, but I refuse to believe they'll be this bad all season long. Just given how many playmakers they have. Like, Aaron Jones is good. I don't even really consider A.J. Dillon that great of a playmaker, but Aaron Jones is good. Christian Watson is clearly good. They've got a good wide receiver core of Christian Watson, Dobbs, and Jane Reed. It's just that Love has been so, so, so bad this season. But Aaron Jones still coming off his highest snap share of the season. He does finally seem fully healthy. Uh, the results weren't really there, but we know Aaron Jones is a good player. We know this offense has the potential to figure itself out and that if it does, he has significant weekly upside. He could go for 150 and two any week 
in any matchup. I have him as a running back 21 rest of season ahead of James Conner, Stevenson, Rashad White, Javonta Williams, and Brian Robinson, just to give you a general range of where I value him. If you can get him for that value or anything cheaper, I would do that. Chris Olave, also been pretty frustrating recently, but he's ninth in targets, 11th in expected points per game on the season, 10th in expected points per game over the last month. And he's only the 18th most featured wide receiver over the last month, but it's on the team with the fifth most volume flowing to wide receivers. So you can knock him and say, well, Michael Thomas gets work, Shahid gets work, but they don't really utilize their tight ends at all. And then they have a lot of volume going to Alvin Kamara, but this team also throws the ball a lot. So even though he's the 18th most featured wide receiver, it's on a team that uses their wide receivers a ton. So he's still getting, no matter how you look at it, significant volume. He's my wide receiver 18 rest of season ahead of DJ Moore, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, Zay Flowers, DeAndre Hopkins, and George Pickens. I'm still very much a believer in his talent. He just really needs to get on the same page as Derek Carr. Once that happens, I think they're going to drop a game where it's like, you know, I think he's going to have like over 115 two touchdown game sometime within the next month when that happens. Knock me a trade for Chris Olave. Um, then the last player I'd keep trying to trade for before we talk about the new players is T Higgins. Um, I actually have him tied with Olave for 18th rest of season. So those same names I mentioned behind Olave are behind T Higgins for me as well. He's coming off an okay game, uh, caught five or six targets, 69 yards, didn't score. So it wasn't like you lost because of that, but it wasn't like you won because of that either. Um, you definitely like to see him posting better numbers, but the main thing we were looking for with him was Burrow. We were looking at Burrow's health being like, once Burrow's good to go, that's going to flow through to everyone else. And it was extremely apparent this week that he was finally healthy. The offense was so clearly improved. They had their best game of the season by a mile against a very, very good 49ers defense. One that can be overrated at times, but in San Fran, that's a tough place to play. There's still a great defense. That was a great game by the Bengals. Higgins is definitely going to be more up and down. He's not a consistent player, but... I think he's still a clear target right now, especially looking at his upcoming schedule. They play a ton of games where they'll either be pushed by the opposing offense or they're against a very, very bad defense. Weeks 12 through 17, so through championship weekend, is Steelers, Jaguars, Colts, Vikings, Steelers again, and then Chiefs. 100% of those matchups are against either horrible pass defense for wide receivers, or are against very, very good offenses, meaning the Bengals are going to have to stay aggressive, leading to potentially higher pass attempts and better volume for T. Higgins. So still someone I'd be trading for right now. So keep trading for them. Other two that I'd also trade for. One, Marquise Brown. Um, he is ninth in the alpha wide receiver report over the last month, meaning he's the ninth most featured wide receiver over the last four weeks, his catch rate, yards per target are at career lows, though, since, you know, he's had Dobbs at quarterback all season. Not meant to be a knock on Dobbs. Like, I don't think 
I think people thought Dobbs would be much worse than he has been this season. Like he's still played really well and they've, you know, been way better than people expected them to be. But obviously, Kyler's going to be an upgrade. He's expected back soon. Once that happens, you have to think the production's going up for Marquise Brown. Only has one game over 61 receiving yards in the season, but he's 12th in targets. He's got four separate games with at least double-digit targets. You know, he's getting really good volume, especially good volume in the red zone. Uh, it's just been quarterback play when holding him back. Um, although I, w- I will say maybe him as a receiver is slightly overrated. But even taking all that into account, I think once Kyler's back, you know, he's in that general top 25 wide receiver range. Someone I'd love to play in the flex every week for that weekly upside, which I think will be there when Kyler's back. It's just not there right now. So if you're able to offer up maybe like, you know, two low end flex plays, maybe they're struggling at running back. You can do a wide receiver and a running back for Marquise Brown. Something like that is what I would do to get him. And then Pittman. Um, Pittman is quietly tied with Amonra St. Brown and Devonta Adams for sixth in targets this season. He's also behind only Devonta Adams with 14 red zone targets, catching 11 of them, which is two more red zone interceptions than any other player in the NFL. And yet, he's only scored once on those 11 receptions. That is very unlucky. You're going to score at a much higher rate over time than that. He's now 13th in expected points per game on the season and over the last month, but he's only 20th in actual points per game. We all know Michael Pittman Jr. is a stud wide receiver, but another big positive working for him is the defense being horrible and their play calling, right? This defense has been atrocious. They're allowing the most points per game. They're allowing the most plays per game in the league. Teams are able to really do whatever they want against the Colts. But then the flip side is saying, okay, but also the Colts offense has remained very aggressive on offense. They're running a ton of plays. And so that's like the perfect combination for fantasy. Your defense just allows a ton of plays. And so you get down, you're forced to throw the ball, but you were doing that anyways, and you're playing fast anyways. And so you get a ton of plays on offense. You get a ton of passing attempts. And it just leads to very few games where, you know, you get up a few scores and you run it a ton. And that's really what kills some offenses is that they're so game script dependent, some of these wide receivers. That, you know, when we have these surprise games where they play really well early on and then they slow it down, they run the ball a ton, it leads to really capped upside. That just like doesn't happen for the Colts. You know, every single week they're going to run a ton of plays, they're going to throw the ball a ton, and a lot of those targets are going to go to Pittman. He's also coming off a few very difficult matchups. Like, I think he could have a true breakout game very, very soon. Right now, I have him ranked 15th rest of the season behind Terry McLaurin, Puka, T. Higgins, Chris Olave, and DJ Moore. Um, yeah, I, I just think it, it's a great combination of difficult uh, like defenses he's faced recently in terms of like the individual matchup, the corners he was facing, um, the talent is there. He just hasn't hit yet, and he's going to hit soon. I will close. I'm mentioning, mentioning uh, three running backs I'm a little bit concerned with moving forward. And not that I want to like dump them for nothing, but that if you were doing a trade, if the other person needs running back, their running backs I would definitely look to to be like, okay, let's package them in because I do think their value could decrease as we move along the season. One is Ken Walker. Charbonnet is starting to break out. He looks really good. Pete Carey really, really likes him. I don't think that Ken Walker is in danger of losing his starting role, but I think that, you know, we could see a lot more weeks coming up like the one he just had where he only had, what, 
It was like eight for 80, but he had like a, I don't remember if it was eight. You don't quote me on that, but he, he had like 10 yards per carry roughly on like eight carries, but it was because he had one really long run. It was like 40, 50 yards, right? If he's not going to be seeing the volume he was before because Charbonnet is there and Charbonnet is taking all these like third down and two minute drill snaps, then we're going to see the touch ceiling greatly reduced, which means the touch floor is also greatly reduced. And he's probably not going to have a 40, 50 yard run every play. So when he has these games where he only has eight carries and one target and he doesn't break a long run, the floor is very low. If he stacks a few of those up in a row, you're not going to be able to trade him for nearly as much as you can right now. Then Miles Sanders, uh, Chuba Hubbard has looked better this season. Chuba hasn't looked amazing, but Miles Sanders has looked terrible. Um, it also seems that the coaching staff is maybe leaning towards Chuba right now. Sanders is coming off two carries for zero yards on only 12 snaps last week, but he still had some okay production, some really good volume earlier in the season. So you can kind of lean on that in the trade market. Uh, it was the first week that Thomas Brown was calling plays. And so there's something there with being like, well, does he prefer Chuba Hubbard? In which case we're not going to see Sanders. And if Sanders goes out there next week and has two carries again, now you can't trade him for anything. So it could be a good time to try and deal him. And then Damian Pierce, um, love him as a player. Uh, I think it's more a failure of coaching than it is, you know, they're basically saying it's like it's a scheme fit. Um, people close to the team are like, they just don't like how he operates their blocking scheme for running. But that's a failure of coaching. You've got a great player out there. If you're saying that like this great player doesn't fit your scheme, maybe you need to change things up a little bit because he's one of the best players they have on offense fact of the matter is, though, they're not going to do that. That's a big reason why he's struggling right now. Uh, and they're kind of shifting more workload over to Singletary. If this is an offense, this is basically an offense where we can't have two running backs. You can't have two running backs splitting 50% of the work and expecting big time production from either. Even though Pierce has the goal line role still unlocked right now, I don't think Singletary is ever really going to take that away. That's not enough. Splitting with the goal line work is not enough to be a consistent option for us in fantasy. So if someone wants to trade for your peers thinking they're buying low, I would probably look to trade him away. So those are six players I'd be trading for this week. Three more would be perfectly fine trading away. You can see my take on all these players in my rest of season rankings and the trade calculator on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. I'll be back tomorrow to walk through Every single game this week in my take on all of the fantasy relevant players. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on that. That'll do it for this one. How about leaving a like if you watched this far? And thanks for watching.